If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I still contend the biggest story out of this whole Kavanaugh thing is not what he did or didn't do at a college party. It's no. where we are with some of our biggest media in the world. I, you know, Trump likes beating up on the New York Times, and I can certainly understand why. I want the New York Times to be better. I want them to be good. I want them to be a place that the whole world can go to and think you're going to get some serious, solid journalism that's just in pursuit of the truth. And man, did they do damage to that over the weekend. I would agree completely. The Washington Examiner, on the other hand, still rock steady. And Tim Carney is the commentary editor for the Washington Examiner, also the author of what sounds like a really, really interesting book, Alienated America, Why Some Places Thrive While Others Collapse. That sounds like a a future podcast. Tim, how are you? Uh, doing well. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. I want to read one of your tweets back at you. The last 48 hours, and you wrote this yesterday, the last 48 hours have had one of the most flagrant failures of elite media, and, there's zero, and then there is nearly zero visible introspection about this. How bad was what the New York Times did from a journalistic standpoint? It was dreadful because it was obviously intentional. The two bits of information that they left out would have each taken about eight words to include. Number one, after you say that Brett Kavanaugh has been accused of sexually assaulting a woman, maybe say the woman says she has no memory of it ever happening. That's not a lot of words, and it dramatically changes the story. And then when you are introducing the guy who's making the accusation, and you uh, you have a little passage where you get to describe who this guy Max Steyer is, you maybe say he is a longtime Democratic operative and lawyer for Bill Clinton. Again, that's about 10 words. But no, they said instead he is a, a executive at a nonprofit. As soon as I saw those words, I actually read this article Saturday night thinking, oh, do they have something at him? And as soon as I saw executive and nonprofit, I said, ah, 
10 seconds of Googling will turn up who this guy is. But here's the problem. Regular readers don't have that, don't have the instincts, the ability. They shouldn't have to do all the extra work to figure out if yeah, I got the time. New York friggin' time. I've got the time to look it up when I'm reading an article, but I just don't feel like I should have to check because and see if what you're... We're suppo- yeah, the journalists are supposed to do the work for the reader, but instead they're leaving every... This is what my in-laws were telling me over the weekend before this story even came out. My problem is I feel like I have to do yep. at least half an hour of research after every article I read to yep. see well, if that's, I'm being liked. That's the modern world. We've been talking about that for a long time. You have to do homework if you want to take in news now. From any side, you have to like, okay, I need to cross-verify that, see if anybody else is saying this or if there's stuff left out. It's crazy. Right, and so you end up with an America with two completely different you know, hemispheres of, of experience and, and what they think is knowledge because they just... They read different things in different places and form completely different uh, worldviews. Would it be fair, uh, Tim Carney, to say that the bulk of the article was about an allegation that uh, other people said this Clinton operative had talked about and he was simply there? And, and this is this is roughly third hand or is it fourth Yeah, so there's two different main accusations in the New York Times piece. One of them is the supposed corroboration of the Deborah Ramirez accusation that came out during the uh, confirmation hearings. And the authors say that this was more corroborated than the main accusation of Christine Blasey Ford. And I agree that this one is more corroborated, the Deborah Ramirez one, because in the Christine Blasey Ford, all four people who were supposedly there have said they have no memory of it happening or it didn't happen. In the Deborah Ramirez accusation, after this book is written, all three people who were supposedly there have said it didn't happen and they would remember it happening. So being denied by only three possible witnesses is a little less uh, uncorroborated than being denied by all four. The Deborah Ramirez one, I recommend you go and check out on uh, on our website at The Examiner. Tiana Lowe wrote a piece called The Deborah Ramirez Corroboration That Wasn't, and then um, in a slightly different style, Byron York went ahead and went through all seven people um, supposedly corroborating that. And um, none of them actually heard, none of them even claimed that they heard Kavanaugh's name connected to it. And the one who did uh, heard about it from somebody else who wasn't even there. Oh, boy. And he's now saying that he did it. So that, that was the Ramirez accusation. The Max Steyer accusation is a brand new one. There is one source. He's a Democratic operative, a fact the New York Times hid from us. Um, and there's, there's no other corroboration of the story. And the supposed victim denies that it happened. We're talking with Tim Carney, commentary editor for the Washington Examiner. Again, on the big picture of what this does to the way people look at journalism, we got this text. Uh, on a conversation we were having yesterday. Hey, guys, listening to yesterday's show, I'm absolutely one of those people who didn't vote for Trump in the last election, and I still really, really, really dislike Trump. But you better believe I'm voting for him the next time around. I'm so sick of the media and the progressive talk and the shaming and the political correctness by the other side. We're making the point that the New York Times and various other news outlets that think they're helping get Trump out of office or damaging him are going to get him reelected. How do they not get that? No, it's it is utterly amazing. The uh, becoming an activist uh, 
in our editorial in the Examiner today, we say that um, it was prosecutorial misconduct by the New York Times to run that piece. And we call them prosecutors because that's how they're behaving. They're behaving like lawless prosecutors instead of like sober journalists. And that this undermines their ability to do anything. There are people at the New York Times who say what we need to do is show people the facts to convince them of X, Y, and Z. And some of it I agree with. You know, I think, I actually think that uh, human activity is contributing to climate change. And the New York Times wants to convince people of that. But you know what? Anytime I've ever said, hey, actually, did you see that story in, at CNN or did you see that story at New York Times? And it's a story I know is true because I've done the work. I've had all my conservative or even center friends say, oh, God, come on. You're going to trust those guys? Yeah, yeah. And I have to say, well, no, you can't, you can't take them on authority. But this one, please, this, this one is true. Just frittering away their ability to inform or convince people of anything. I think most of the journalism the New York Times does is good, but they do not have standards when it comes to things that really, really matter to them, such as defeating Donald Trump or saving Roe v. Wade. If those are on the table, it's any means necessary to accomplish what they want to accomplish. Boy, well said. Tim Carney, commentary editor, the Washington Examiner. Two things, Tim. Number one, we will have uh, links posted at armstrongandgetty.com so folks can uh, find those articles you recommended very easily. Secondly, as I look at the New York Times explainer piece uh, on their website this morning, off to the side they're promoting It's a New Morning for Jennifer Aniston. Do you have anything about Jennifer Aniston in the Examiner today, Tim? <laughs> we will try to catch up to the times on the Jennifer Aniston B. We're not there yet, I'm afraid. Oh, that's disappointing. Tim Carney. Tim, it's always a pleasure. Thanks a million. Thank you. Good to talk. Thanks. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.